0: And in this service, I'm speaking on the subject, the ministers of God. The ministers of God. Somebody shout, I am a minister of God. I I hope you can say that with a bit of strength and vigor. I I am a minister of God. Ministers of God talk to two three people sitting around you let them know that we are ministers of god yeah tell them we are ministers of god i'm reading two passages for a start the first one being isaiah 61 verses 1 to 6 and second corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 4 isaiah 61 Verses 1 to 6. Isaiah 61. Verses 1 to 6. The Bible says the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me. To preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted." to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to consult those who mourn in Zion, to give them beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. And they shall rebuild old ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations. And they shall repair the ruined cities. The desolations of many generations. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. And the sons of the foreigner shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. Now verse number six. But you shall be named the priests of the Lord. They shall call you servants of our God. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles. And in their glory, you shall boast. We're going to read that verse number six from the King James Version. Where the Bible says that ye shall be named the priests of the Lord. Men shall call you, here this. The ministers of our God you shall eat the riches of the Gentiles and in their glory you shall boast yourselves now we're going to take 2nd Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 4 from the King James Version 2nd Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 4 the Bible says but in all things approving ourselves As the ministers of God in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, and then it goes on and on. Somebody shout again, I am a minister of God. God. First of all, who is a minister of God? Who is a minister of God? A minister of God is someone chosen by god someone chosen by god the bible speaking in 1 peter chapter 2 and verse number 9 1 peter chapter 2 and verse number 9 it says we are a chosen generation hear this a royal priesthood a holy nation his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you Out of darkness into his marvelous light. So when we talk of a minister of God, we are talking about someone who has been chosen by God. In that sense, then we can as well say that every child of God is a minister of God. Every believer is a minister of God. A minister of God. In John chapter 15, verse 16, the master speaking. John 15 and verse number 16. He said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. And he's talking to the general body of disciples. He says, I have chosen you and I have appointed you to go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give you. Somebody shout, I am chosen. chosen. Therefore, I am a minister of God. Who is a minister of God? Number two, a minister of God is someone called by God. Someone called by God after God has chosen you, he calls you. He says, I have chosen and appointed you. After being chosen, you are appointed. And the appointment there is the call of God for us to go and bear fruit. To go and bear fruit. In Mark chapter 3, verses 13 to 15, Mark chapter 3, verses 13 to 15, the Bible says, and he went up on the mountain and called to him those he himself wanted and they came to him. Now here it is. Then he appointed 12, that they might be with him and that he might send them out. After he chose them, he sent them out. He sent them out. That's the call I'm talking about. Someone called by God. I want you to know or to be reminded that you are called by God. Somebody shout, I have a calling from God. Who is a minister of God? Number three. A minister of God is someone primarily chosen to be with God. Someone primarily chosen to be with God. And that is what Mark chapter 3 and verse 14 is telling us, isn't it? That after he appointed the 12, he appointed them primarily that they might be with him. So a minister of God is someone who has been called to fellowship with God. To fellowship with God to fellowship with God. Number four, who is a minister of God? A minister of God is someone sent to represent God. Someone sent to represent God. Now, I want us to, to know or to be reminded that we are not saved just for heaven's sake. No. We've been called to do his bidding. That is why, after we got saved, he did not take us out of the earth. Because God has a mission to accomplish in the earth. And everyone who is born again and believe in Christ Jesus, everyone who is saved is a representative of God. That is why in the scriptures. We are called ambassadors of Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 18 to 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 18 to 20. Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now here it is. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. Ministers of God are those that have been sent, assigned, ordained, and anointed to represent him. In Luke 10 and verse number one, Luke chapter 10 and verse number one, the Bible speaking, it says, after these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also. Now here it is, and sent them two by two before his face into every place, into every city and place where he himself, here it is, was about to go. So they were sent out as his representatives, ministers of God. So a minister of God is one who has been sent to represent God. So it doesn't matter where you are, never forget that you represent God. In your workplace, be mindful of the fact that you represent God there. In business, be mindful that you represent God there. You are in this country or outside this country, it doesn't matter where you are. Whether you are in the car, in the plane, on the tricycle, on the bicycle, on the motorcycle, it doesn't matter my friend, never forget that you represent God. Somebody shout I'm an ambassador for Christ. (laughs) Number five, who is a minister of God? A minister of God is someone empowered by God to do his work. Jesus speaking in Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8. Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. He said "But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be witnesses to me. You shall be witnesses to me. He says you shall receive power. You're going to be anointed. You're going to be empowered to witness for me. In In Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and and unto the ends of the earth. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible speaking in Matthew chapter 10 and verse number one. Matthew chapter 10, (laughs) verse number one. Hear this. And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power. He gave them power. He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal, hear this, all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. And that is the duty, function, and responsibility of every believer in Christ. Every believer in Christ. Hallelujah. And now, being a minister of God has nothing to do with current titles. You don't have to be called a deacon, a church elder, apostle, or chief apostle. For you to be a minister of God, it has nothing to do with titles. That means a student can be and must be a minister of God. A lawyer can be and must be a minister of God. An accountant who is a believer must know that he or she is a minister of God. You don't have to carry some church title to be a minister of God. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor you are a minister of God. Number six. Who is a minister of God? A minister of God is someone assigned to help God's people spiritually. A minister of God is someone assigned to help God's people spiritually. The master put it this way in Matthew chapter 10 and verse number 8. Matthew chapter 10 and verse number 8. Heal the sick. That can be done by every child of God. Heal the sick. Tell your neighbor, you can heal the sick. You don't need some church title for you to heal the sick. Is it making sense here? You can heal the sick. You can cast out demons and meth Mark chapter 16, verse 17, Mark, Mark chapter 16, and verse number 17, the master speaking. He said, and these signs will follow those who believe. My God, in my name, they will cast out demons. We want to hear that you have started casting out demons. Everyone, 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 because the the power to cast out demons is not in your name, size, age, or height. The power to cast out demons is in the name of Jesus. And anybody can use that name sir. Anybody can use that name. Put that verse back there. It said, in my name they, cast, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will speak with new tongues. Move on to 18. They will speak with new tongues. Verse 18, please. They will take up serpents in my name. Everything is attached to his name. Not your height. Not your family background. Not your levels of education. Not the color of your skin, my friend. Everything is attached to the name of Jesus. And he says, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. Now here this: They will lay hands on the sick. He never said pastors. He said those who believe. Those who believe shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall die. No sir, the sick will recover. somebody shout hallelujah please help me tell your neighbor that you carry power to heal the sick now speak to your other neighbor and tell that neighbor you carry power to cast out demons i don't have to carry any title to be a minister of god And everyone must know that we are equipped to minister on behalf of God. We must all seek to fulfill our ministry, the ministry that we have received in the Lord. Please understand this. A day of reckoning and accountability is coming when we shall all stand before God to give an account. Of what we did with the spiritual treasures that God gave us. Paul is writing to Archippus. It's a letter to the Colossian church. But at the end of it, he's giving them a specific instruction. For one fellow in the church by the name Archippus. In Colossians chapter 4 and verse number 17. He said, Say to Archippus. Take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord, that you may fulfill it. If every believer is a minister of God and it is true, then every child of God must take heed to the ministry he or she has received in the Lord to to fulfill it. 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 Can I tell you this? After this life, we are going to give account before God. I'm sure you remember the parable of talents. You remember the parable of talents? Probably, let's briefly look at it, if we may. Matthew chapter 24. Is it Matthew 25, isn't it? Matthew 25. Let's begin from verse 15. Matthew 25. Take it from verse number 14, Matthew 25, reading from verse 14. Now here it is. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants. Now here it is. He called his own servants. The implication there is that all his servants were called. Is it making sense? He called his own servants. And we see scripturally that there were three of them. He did not call two out of three. He called three out of three. Tell your neighbor, we are all called. Now hear this. When he called his own servants, what did he do to them? The Bible says he delivered his goods to them. So no servant was empty handed. Everyone had some goods. Everyone has had some goods. That is every child of God is properly equipped to carry out ministry in the name of the Lord. I'm talking to you, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. delivered to them goods, obviously they were not of the same amount, but everyone had some goods, some goods, and to one he gave talents, to another two, to another one, to another one, to each according to his own ability. So we see here that everyone received something. And everyone had ability to engage the talents or the goods given for profiting. Everyone was given according to his ability. That means every child of God carries ability to do the will of God ability to undertake the ministry of the Lord. No one should say I can't because everyone is able. Glory be to God. Verse 16. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them that is the the expectation of the master that we should trade, we should employ the talents, the abilities that he has given us for the advancement of his kingdom. It's all about the kingdom, sir. It's all about the kingdom. It's all about the kingdom. It's all about the kingdom. When you read the equivalent passage in Luke chapter 19 and verse number 13. After he gave them the goods, the miners, he gave them a specific instruction that Matthew is not talking about, but Dr. Luke talks about it. He said to them, do business till I come. I've given you the talents. I've given you the goods. I've given you these virtues. Now, do business with them until I come. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. And when I come back, I will need an account of what use you have made of the minors, the abilities, the talents that I have given unto you. If you understand that, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I have this verse from the King James Version? Because in the King James Version, he says, occupy. Occupy. Occupy till I come. Occupy. 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 That is make an occupation of what I have delivered. Make use of it. Because a day of account is coming. A day of account. A day of reckoning is coming. No one is empty handed. Remember, in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, and verse number 7, (laughs) Apostle Paul, he says, I wish that all men were as unmarried as myself. I wish that all people were single. But he says, not everyone can accept it. And he acknowledges that fact. So he says, but each one has his own gift from God. So being single can be a gift from God. Yeah. Because he was single himself. He was unmarried. So he says, it's a wonderful gift. Because I can wake up any morning to embark on a journey without telling anyone where I'm going. if you are married and you want to go to the mountain for one week, you have to lobby yes, you have to lobby you need to have a buy-in and you have to start from far (laughs) you know, I have bought groceries I have paid for DSTV I have settled children's fees and I have also bought you a dress now I want to go to the mountain. (laughs) Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So Paul is helping us to understand that each one of us has his own gift from where? From God. But each one has his own gift from God. One in this manner and another in that. No one is empty handed. Everyone is gifted. Somebody shout with me. I am gifted gifted. to serve the Lord. Lord. Say that louder. I am gifted gifted. to carry out my ministry. Let's get back to Matthew 25, verse 16. The Bible says, then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. Now here it is. Verse number 17, and likewise he who had received two gained two more also. Verse 18, but he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his lost money. So we see here that the talent we are reading about was actually money. Money money. He hid it. These are people in church who behave as if God has not given them the Holy Spirit. God has not given them tongues. God has not given them some dreams. God has not given them some anointing. No, no, no. Some of us, we are not anointed. It's only Pastor Band who is anointed, so let him do all the work. You are in trouble, my friend. I will show you what your trouble is. Can we move on here, please? After a long time, my friend, it may take a bit of time, but one day, you'll stand before God to give an account of what use you put the talents to. After a long time, the Lord of those servants Kim. I'm sure you know, and you have—you must have read in the Bible that Jesus is coming again. Yes, he's coming again. He's coming again. He's coming again. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. The day you got born again, an account was created for you. Unfortunately, you were not consulted Because your signature is not required, sir. An account was created. And in that account, accredited the talents, the abilities, the anointings that have been deposited in your heart. Now, Peter, is it Peter? Paul. Paul is saying, we have these treasures in Ethan vessels. He's talking about the treasures of these talents, the treasures of spiritual abilities, the ability to sing. Some of you have the ability to sing and you have beautiful voices, but you are not in the choir one day. <laughs> it may be after a long time, but your Lord shall come to settle the accounts. I gave you the ability to sing your beautiful voice. Why were you not in the choir? Okay, I was busy. Okay, you were busy. Why didn't you produce music albums for the edification of the body of Christ? Because some of you, your only reason and justification for not being in our choir is that, you know, the 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 schedule of their trainings and my own commitments. They are not telling. Okay, let's leave that aside. Where is your album? Where is your single? Come and ask your neighbor. Where is your single? I want to see it. I want to listen to it. I want to be blessed by your single. I want to be blessed by your single. I want to be edified by your songs. I want to be... Now, listen. There's a a higher dimension of anointing that must land on me through your song, And you are not singing it. 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 You are in trouble. Mm. After a long time, the Lord your Lord, Jesus, shall come to settle the accounts with you. Those of you that are running away from ministry, I came with bad news. You are in trouble. You are in trouble, my friend. You are in trouble because you are wasting the lost talents, the lost virtues deposited in you. They should have been given to another, but they are inside of you trapped. You are like that fellow who dug his money into the ground. He hid it. And his ending was calamitous. I'm still reading verse 20. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents saying lord you delivered to me five talents look i have gained five more talents besides them five more jesus is looking for five more if you were given five he's looking for five more there was a song i asked for two he gave me four it is god that You want to give you double you don't want to give god double you are you are in trouble today that's the message you are in trouble there is a contribution you must make in the house of god for the advancement of the kingdom of god but you are not doing it so the church of god is looking less anointed less powerful less effective Because you are doing much, much less. You are doing much, much less. We read the testimony. Okay, you can show me now. For now. Now, hear this. You read the testimony of Nehemiah. This is a guy who, together with the people he led, built the walls of Jerusalem in how many days? 52 days. 52 days. They did it in how many days? 52 days. Why? It's because almost everyone was involved. Almost everyone. When you read Nehemiah chapter 3, verses 1 to 31. Read the whole of it, sir. Let's sample a few verses there. Verses 1 to 4, for example. Nehemiah chapter 3. Verses 1 to 4. Then Eliashib, the high priest, rose up with his brethren. He was not alone, so his brethren rose up together with him. Eliashib, the high priest, rose up with his brethren, the priests, and built the shipgate. Built the shipgate. They consecrated it and hung its doors. They built it as far as the tower of, of the hundred and consecrated it. Then as far as the tower of Hananel. Mm. Next to Eliashib, the men of Jericho built. And next to them, Zakur, the son of Imri built. Everyone took part, son. Everyone took part. And also the sons of Hasenaiah built the fish gate. They laid its beams and hung its doors with its bows and bars. Ask God ever for me, where are you building in the church? Ask God ever, where are you building in the house of God? Where are you building? Which part, which dimension of the church are you building? Is it the music part? Is it the soul winning part? Where are you? Do you think you're in the church of God just to add to the number? No, sir. No, sir. Let's get back to Matthew 25. Now, verse 20. Yeah, 21. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. The master was very happy. Verse 22. He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. Verse 23. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Verse 24. My God. Now listen to this crazy man. Then, He who had received the one talent, the one who hid it in the ground, came with a deep voice. Maybe he was in a three-piece suit. Said, you know, sir, um, I knew you to be a hard man, ripping where you have not sown. Where do you even get the audacity to, to say such nonsense to your master? These are people that are saying, I couldn't serve you as much because you did not give me a husband. You did not give me a job. You did not give me a car. You did not give me a scholarship. You did not give me a happy marriage. You know, some people are looking, they are married, but they are looking for a happy one. Happy, happy marriage. Happy. Because it's not working yet. It shall begin to wake in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. Hey, he regretted the day he was born. Verse twenty-five. And I was afraid, and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. Verse twenty-six. Now here it is. But his lord. Answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant. Those of you that have been gifted by God and are not exercising your giftings in the promotion and advancement of the work of the church, this is your description. You are wicked and lazy. (laughs) That is who you are, my friend. Wicked and lazy. Wicked and lazy. It's in the Bible, sir. Wicked and lazy. I'm not taking it from my own vision, this is New King James' version. Wicked and lazy. We ask your neighbor, wicked and lazy or not? Wicked and lazy or not? Says you, wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have no sown and gather where I have no scar of seed. Verse 27. Now here it is. Verse 27. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. Why didn't you put the money with the bankers? You should have deposited the money with the bankers. Because regardless of your condition, I still needed some form of benefit from what I gave you. Yes, your marriage may not have been working, but you must still do something for Jesus. You don't have a car yet. There's no man to marry you yet. As you are waiting on the Lord, you must be busy serving God. You must be busy employing and engaging your talents and spiritual abilities in the advancement, growth and expansion of the work of the ministry. I'm talking to you, shout hallelujah. For his lack of responsibility, he was punished. Verse number 28. The Bible says, number one, take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. Verse 29, now hear it is. For to everyone who has more will be given and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Now verse number 30. Now here it is. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. So not only was he called wicked and lazy. He was also called unprofitable. And we have so many unprofitable members in the church. That are looking for pastor to just lay hands on them. So that, you know, they can settle maritally and disappear forever. Unprofitable. Ask whatever be profitable or unprofitable? <laughs> Among the components of life, we have ministry life. That's what I'm handling in case... You want to know which dimension of life I'm handling. Ministry life. Hallelujah. We've had a great time talking about our spiritual life. I hope that people can listen to those messages again. They are very, very solid. Not because it's me who preached, but because they are solid. That's what they are. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Minister life some of you, your ministry life is in ICU. Your ministry life is on the deathbed. With all kinds of wires and you, you, you know when, 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 when someone is failing to breathe, in more advanced hospitals, they will put all kinds of gadgets around to, to save his life. And this message is meant to save your ministry life. Tell your neighbor, wake up, wake up, wake up. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. There's a call there, my friend. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 15. What does it say? Oh my God, give me, should be verse 14 then. If it is not 15, it must be verse 14. Yes, Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 14. Hear this. Therefore he says, awake you who sleep. Arise from the dead. Arise from your ministry death. Arise, you are sleeping, you are in a state of comatose, wake up, it is time to serve the Lord, it is time to build the church of the living God, I said it is time to build the church of the living God, it is time to serve the Lord like we have never done before, it is time to do his beating. in Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 18, In Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 18, the Bible says, And I taught them of the hand of my God, which had been good upon me, and also of the king's words that he had spoken to me. So they said, let us what? Rise up and build. Then they set their hands to do this good work. It is time to rise up and build the church of God it is time to rise up and grow the church of God it is time to rise up and do the will of God the bible says they set their hands to do this good work they set their hands they set their hands hmm let's begin now to examine what I'm calling the believers' primary ministries. Ministers of God. The believers' primary ministries. Number one, ministry to the Lord. The first line of ministry as ministers of God that we need to pursue vigorously is ministry To the Lord. Acts chapter 13 verse 2. Acts chapter 13. And verse number 2. When they gathered. In Antioch. They ministered to the Lord. That's an important ministry my friend. Ministry to the Lord. The question is. What is ministry to the Lord about? Number one. It's about walking with God. Colossians chapter 2 verse 6 NIV. Colossians chapter 2, verse number 6 in IV. Ministry to the Lord is about walking with God. I walk with the Lord. I walk with the Lord. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord so walk in him. Ministry to the Lord is, It's about maintaining a quality walk with the Lord. Maintaining a quality walk with the Lord. The Bible speaks about Enoch in Genesis chapter 5, isn't it? Verse 22 and 24. Verse 22, the Bible says Enoch walked with God. Enoch walked with God. Verse 24. Verse 24. And Enoch walked with God. Enoch walked with God. (laughs) Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5. Hebrews chapter 11. And verse number 5. Glory be to God. By faith Enoch was taken away. So that he did not see death. And was not found. Because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Please hear this. Verse number six. But, because many times we just read verse number six, the context begins from verse number five, that Enoch had this testimony that he pleased God, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. What does that tell you? Enoch, was a matter of faith? Ministry to the Lord is about maintaining a solid walk with the Lord, which is a journey of faith. A journey of faith. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. And without pleasing him, you cannot walk with him. Hmm? Why do people walk away from marriage? It's because they're not pleased with the marriage. The behavior of the spouse. I'm I'm walking away from this marriage. (laughs) Hallelujah. Is it making sense here? What is ministry to the Lord about? Now here it is. It is about, number two, deepening our relationship with God. It is about Deepening our relationship with God. Deepening our relationship with God. Colossians 2 and verse number 7. Rooted and built up in Christ. My God. Rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith. Established in the faith. Established in the faith. What are the channels of ministry to the Lord? Number one thanksgiving, praise and worship. Thanksgiving, praise and worship. We are not talking about working for the Lord. We are talking about working with the Lord. Because many times the concentration and the focus is on working for God. That's not what I'm talking about yet. I'm talking about working with God. In Genesis 17 and verse number one, God speaking to Abraham, he's 99 years of age. He says to him, I am almighty God, walk before me. Not work for me. You didn't hear it properly. He didn't say work for me. Before he would tell you to work for him, he will tell you to walk before him. Walk. It is walk that produces Work i gave you mark three fourteen. it is walking with god that produces work for god he appointed 12 that he might be with him that's what ministering to the lord is about being with god we know that god is with us but we there's what we call us being with god is it making sense here as being with God in what? In fellowship, the fellowship of thanksgiving, the fellowship of praise, the fellowship of worship. In Acts chapter 4, verse number 13, they were amazed at their boldness and audacity. Acts 4:13. Especially when they discovered that they were uneducated and untrained. And the Bible says a marvel. And they realized that they had been with Jesus. The Bible does not say they realized that Jesus was with them. Is it making sense here? It doesn't say they realized that Jesus was with them. No, they realized that Peter and John had been in fellowship with Jesus. In praise, worship, and thanksgiving. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Channels of ministering to the Lord. Number one, thanksgiving, praise and worship. Number two, meditating on God. Meditating on God. And you know, the psalmist was an expert at that. Psalm 63, for example. Verse number six. Obviously, in verse number one, he says, oh Lord, you are my God. Early will I seek you. In this dry and thirsty land where there is no water, that is Psalm sixty-three, verse number one. Let's go there quickly, please. Psalm sixty and sixty-three, verse number one. Psalm sixty-three and verse number one. You are my God, there will I seek you. My soul tests for you, my flesh longs for you. In this dry and thirsty land. Now in verse number six, the psalmist says in verse number six when I remember you. On my bed. I meditate on you. Have you said it? Somebody may be asking what does it mean to meditate on God? To meditate on God is to do exactly what you do when you preoccupy yourself thinking and figuring out about how to walk out of the marriage because your husband is not helping you. So you sit there at night. I think I can go. No. No. What am I going to do with the children? No. 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 The Lord is my shepherd. <laughs> you will take. Now, that is exactly what you do in meditating on God. His nature, his goodness, his faithfulness. His track record. How he has taken you this far. Is it making sense here? So you minister to him. Not only in praise. Thanksgiving and worship. You also minister to him. By meditating on him. Meditating on him. Another channel. For ministering to the Lord. Is prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. In Acts chapter 13. And verse number 2. The Bible says, apart from ministering to the Lord, there was an activity linked to ministering to the Lord. They fasted, they fasted, they fasted, they fasted, they fasted. fasted. Linked to that is what? Spiritual sensitivity and prompt obedience to his instructions. It's part of ministering to the Lord. Spiritual sensitivity. Write that down, please. Spiritual sensitivity and prompt obedience to his instructions. Look at that. Verse 2 to 3. It says, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Verse number 3. Then, having fasted and prayed. Have you seen the principle of prayer and fasting? They laid hands on them. They sent them away. They sent prompt obedience. Spiritual sensitivity. Working together with prompt obedience to God's instructions. Number four, number five. Is it number five now? Spending quality time with God in fellowship. Spending quality time with God in fellowship. In fellowship. Spending quality time. Spending quality time. Spending quality time. You can't minister to the Lord. If you don't create time. And some of you are are unnecessarily too busy. Unnecessarily too busy. Somebody said. If you are too busy to pray. You are too busy. If you are too busy to pray, you are busy. You are too busy. You are too busy to pray, it means there is no time to pray. Because you are preoccupied. And so he said, you are too busy. You are dangerously busy. You are chronically busy. Somebody shout hallelujah. The second primary ministry of the believer. Number one, ministry to the Lord. All right. Maybe before I run away from verse, uh, point number one. You see, so in all this, when you talk about thanksgiving, praise, worship, meditating on God, even prayers and fastings, spending quality time with God in fellowship, you see that one of the Cross-cutting instrument that you can use in all this is what praying in tongues Masuta, Masata, Bazuta, Rigadia, Yakanta, you can do that while you are meditating on God. Shakata the focus is on his faithfulness, Ligada, Masita, Rekete, Shakata, and the more you pray like that, you are downloading more revelations about his faithfulness. Some of you are spiritually weak because you don't pray in tongues. You are spiritually dull because you don't pray in tongues. Because when we pray in tongues, we embolden ourselves. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, isn't it? Verses 2 to 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Verses 2 to 3, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. Let's add some more verses there. Verse number four. Verse number four. Now hear this. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Edifies himself. Can I have this in the amplified version? Verse number four. Amplified. It says that one who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Can I have a different version? Change the version. New living translation. Mm. Edifies. Good news. I'm trying to see if there's a version that help. Well, edify means help. Have you seen it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the contrast there is that one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. But he who speaks in a tongue strengthens himself. When we pray in tongues, we strengthen ourselves. we Build ourselves up on our most holy faith, like Jude tells us in verse twenty of Jude chapter one. Jude chapter one, verse twenty. Look at that. It says, "But you, beloved, do you know that you can build yourselves on your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit?" Yes. Don't think I'm confused. No, I'm building myself up. I'm talking about spiritual things. I'm not talking about finances. I'm talking about spiritual things. Come on. I'm talking about spiritual things. You can do that in praise. You can do that in worship. You can do that in fastings. My God. You can do that while meditating on God. You can do that while reading your Bible. You can do that while washing your plates. Instead of meditating on where you get your next meal from. You say. Hallelujah. Somebody shout Hallelujah. The second line of the believer's primary ministry, number two, is ministry to the church. Ministry to the church. Ministry to the church is about supporting the growth and advancement of the church of God. And specifically here, I'm I'm focusing on the local church. The local church to which you belong. There are many things you can do As part and parcel of your ministry to the church of God. Number one, invite people to church. Practical. Invite people to church. This will include friends, family members, workmates, classmates, neighbors. This has been an age-old practice for growing the church of God. And that is how also the ministry, the earthly ministry of Jesus grew, isn't it? The Bible speaking, for example, in John chapter 1, verses 35 to 45. John chapter 1, if you may run very quickly. The Bible says, again, the next day, John stood with two of his disciples. That is John the Baptist. And looking at Jesus, as he walked, he said, behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples held him speak, and they followed Jesus. So they left John to follow Jesus. Now hear this. Then Jesus turned and seeing them following, said to them, what do you seek? They said to him, Rabbi, which is to say when translated, teacher, where are you staying? Verse number 39. He said to them, come and see. They came and saw where you were staying and remained with with him that day. Now it was about the 10th hour. One of the two who heard John speak, please listen and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Simon Peter was not there. Verse number 41, he first found his own brother Simon. It is time to find our own brothers and bring them to church. Our own sisters and bring them to church. Is it making sense here? Our own neighbors, our own work colleagues and bring them to church. He first found his own brother Simon. This is how the ministry of Jesus started. Andrew came and said, I want to see where are staying. Sir. And he showed him the place. And they stayed there the whole day until the 10th hour. And they moved on from there. They moved on from there. And this Andrew went to find his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated to Christ. Verse 42. And he brought him to Jesus. Now when Jesus looked at him, he said, you are Simon, the son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated a stone. So the first day that Simon met Jesus, Jesus renamed him Peter. That is why he's called Simon Peter. Is it making sense here? Now verse 43. Now listen to this. The following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee and he found Philip and said to him, follow me. Follow me. Now, this Philip had a friend. Verse 45. John 1, verse 45. The Bible says, now, Philip found Nathanael. If you're not bringing friends to church, you are not a responsible Christian. Or let me change the version of what I've just presented. If you are not bringing friends to church, you are not responsible enough. I know you have some level of responsibility. At least you come to church on Sunday morning. But now you need to do more. You need to bring your friends to the house of God. How many think it is very difficult to bring friends to church? Lift your hands. If you think it is very difficult to bring friends to church. So it's not difficult. How many think it is not difficult? It is not difficult to invite friends to church. How many think it is not difficult? Okay, how many think it is difficult? (laughs) Ah. So, some of us, it's like, you don't mind. You don't mind at all. I know some of you may be saying the message is very boring. I thought that they would be talking anything serious. Okay. 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 Go to some place where you'll get something serious. And this is our message for today. It's still just about uh, nine o'clock. I'm sure services are still running elsewhere. You can get uh, where they are giving some more serious stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Check your Bible. Jesus never taught anything complicated. Jesus never said anything complicated. If I may ask, the parable of the sower, there was a farmer who scattered seed. Some fell on the roadside. Some on stony ground. Some on thorns. Some on fertile ground. Is that a big revelation? No, no, I'm asking you, is it any big so, where, why do you want me to speak big revelations? The, 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 the teaching I'm giving you, these are powerful revelations. Powerful revelations. And Jesus is happy that I'm talking about us ministering to Him. Number two, ministering to His church, rendering a service in the house of God. He's happy. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So the message is let us always invite others to Christ and to church. Number two, ministry to the church may mean or may include praying for the church regularly. Praying for the church regularly. Pray for the church. Pray for the leaders. Pray for the mandate of the church pray for the believers in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 the Bible says we must pray always for all the saints we must pray always we must pray always for all the saints we must pray always for all the saints number three minister to the church number one invite people to church number two pray for the church regularly Number three, use technology to promote the work of God. Use technology, technology on your phone, technology on your iPad, technology on your tablet, use technology on your computer to promote the work of God in what ways? Share devotions, publicity materials, and any other spiritual materials from the church with others on social media. On social media. On social media. Your Facebook account should not just be for you snapping yourself as you are cooking. That is not a story. Everyone cooks. Including me. sir. At least I used to cook for myself when I was still single. And when I did it, I've managed to employ anybody to cook for me. I used to cook for myself. And when food is properly cooked, I know because I used to cook, prepare proper food for myself. And I know when it is not proper. And so I should take that snap and then put it on Facebook, wasting people's eyes. Let us share devotions from the church, publicity materials, and any other spiritual materials from the house of God on social media. On social media, you can use technology to invite people to watch church services on Facebook, on YouTube, and other social media platforms where we are. We are on Twitter, we are on this audio platform, Mix, uh, whatever. What do they call it? Mixler or Mixler, you know, it depends. <laughs> you know, sometimes our English, instead of saying running, you see somebody saying, I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning. Instead of running. Instead of saying, I love you, I rove you. Hallelujah. So, like now, our service is on Facebook. Our service is on YouTube. And those of us that are watching on YouTube, you are watching on Facebook. Share the link. Share the link with others on WhatsApp. Share the link with your contacts. Is part and parcel of promoting the work of God. Is part and parcel of promoting the work of God. Promoting the work of God is not just about seeing visions about the change. No. You say, oh, Pastor Banda is, 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 is live and then you, you share it. You are promoting the work of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Those of you that are looking for blessings, people to marry you you are looking for babies, you are looking for scholarships, doing what I'm telling you is what will connect you to your testimony. It's true. It's true. It's true. Obeying altar instructions is the cheapest way to succeed in life. Pastor said this, let me do it, and God blesses a blessing on it. God blesses a blessing on it. Somebody shout hallelujah. What else can we do as part of our ministry to the church? Number one, invite people to church. Number two, pray for the church regularly. Number three, use technology to promote the work of God. Number four, invest your talents, abilities, and gifts in the work of God. We've said that enough. Invest your talents, your gifts, and your abilities in the work of God. Exodus 35 and verse 10. Exodus 35 and verse number 10. Now here it is. All who are gifted artisans among you shall come and make all that the Lord has commanded. Can I have the verse in the New Living Translation? The New Living Translation. Glory be to God. Come, all of you who are gifted craftsmen. And you remember everyone is gifted. You gifted craftsmen come to construct everything that the Lord has commanded. No one should just out and watch things happening in the church. No, you must be part and parcel of those who are making things happen in the house of God. In the house of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Number five, be involved in the follow-up ministry. Be involved in the follow-up ministry. Acts chapter 15 and verse number 36. Be involved in the follow-up ministry. All of us must avail ourselves for follow-up and visitations. That is why everyone must know someone in the church. And if you don't see them in the house of God, be able to pick up your phone and reach out to that person. Boy, I didn't see you in church. What happened? I didn't see you in church. That is why I also hear this. Everyone must be part and parcel of the cell system of the church. The home church system of the church. Everyone. 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 Must be part and parcel of the home church system of the church. Because that is when people know you. And that is when you also know others. And when you don't see them around you, you will be saying, look what is going on. What is going on? Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm, And when we hear that someone is bereaved, someone is sick, we must be there for one another. Is it making sense? Someone has financial hardships. You should be able to assist without informing me. Now, let me say this. (laughs) never do anything with an attitude that says I want pastor to know I want pastor to know I want pastor to know you are not a man pleaser you are a God pleaser is it making sense we must do whatever we are doing to please God and not pastor That is why some people get offended in the church when the pastor doesn't make any commendation. They say, "Eh." "Is it mean that they are not seeing? This pastor is quiet. With all that I have given, no special meeting for a special thank you. (laughs) Did you give to my pocket? Are you not giving to God? Somebody shout hallelujah. I know some people in this church do things to be seen by the pastor. I know you all. It's not necessary. Just do your part. And the father who sees what you are doing in secret, my God, shall reward you openly. (laughs) Eh? And don't want to be in ministries that will bring you close to past. For example, I I think I will do whatever possible to be in protocol because uh, I will have direct contact with the man of God. You know, the man of God. It's not necessary, sir. It's not necessary. Proximity does not equal impact. Did you hear him? Did you hear what I said? That you are too close doesn't mean your life will change. That is why some of the major beneficiaries of my ministry are not members of this church. Yeah. And that should also tell you why. Somebody who comes here for the very first time, they have a testimony. You who have been here for nine years, you have nothing to show. (laughs) So proximity is not equal impact. You might be too close. Actually, it is dangerous to be too close. Because you develop familiarity. And I sense a lot of that, by the way. It's only that these days I think I've chosen to mature. I have chosen to, to mature, not to react unnecessarily. Like you know, it's, it's it's a sign of immaturity to be reacting all the time. It's like a baby, a child, three years, four years, five years. You take away remote control from him. <laughs> And then he wants to grab what? A a knife. You say, no. You're always crying. It's a sign of spiritual babyhood. Hallelujah. But sometimes when I talk to people, when I work with people, I see familiarity. I see familiarity. I will not give examples. (laughs) I did not come to offend people today. Ask them, I hope you're not offended. Number six, what else can I do as part of my ministry to the church? Hear this. Give generously and sacrificially to the work of God. Give generously and sacrificially to the work of God. Please, children of God, if you believe in what the church is doing, then support it using your finances support what the church is doing promote what the church is doing with your money support what the church is doing with your money is it making sense here they believed in the minister of jesus and they supported his ministry out of their own resources luke chapter 8 verses 1 to 3 they believed in the ministry of jesus and they supported His ministry using their own resources. When you read the New Living Translation in verse number 3 of Luke chapter 8. They supported the ministry of Jesus using their own resources. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number 7. Be involved in transporting people to church for services. Be involved in transporting people to church for services. You remember that good Samaritan in Luke chapter ten, verses thirty to thirty-four. Luke chapter ten verses thirty to thirty-four. How when he found that injured fellow, he took him on his horse, on his ass, on his animal, and brought him, the Bible says, to the inn. It is time to get people out there who are financially injured, they cannot afford the transport, bring them to the house of God. Bring them to the house of God. Your car must be used to bring people to church. Don't just bring you and your family. When there's space for two more people, why don't you look for those who can fill those two spaces in your car and bring them to the church of God? Mm. Some of you You have minibuses. Why don't you release your minibus on Sunday morning with your driver? To say that if there are people to be picked, my minibus is available. My coaster is available. My bus is available. But some of you are already telling me now to say, Pastor, Sunday, (laughs) that's when I make a lot of money. You would have made more money if you did what I'm telling you. It's true. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Be involved. Number eight. What else can I do? As part of my ministry to the church. Hear this. Speak well. And highly. About the church. Speak well. And highly. About the church. Both to the members of the church and outsiders. Don't turn yourself into a complaints handling center. You know, there's some people in the church that will be saying, no, pastor, you know, people are talking. How do they reach you? What happened? How did you advertise yourself that you are now a church complaints handling officer? No, everyone is talking. Everyone, you know, people are talking about uh, your messages. What are they saying? They're saying that you are too tough. How did that? They identify you. How did they come to you? What anointing do you have that people should be coming to you whenever they have complaints? Where did you catch this complaints anointing? Learn to speak well. If you go to that, John 1, 45, <laughs> Philip found Nathanael. Now hear this. And said to him, listen, we have found him of whom Moses in the law. And also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth is the son of Joseph. For the six. Now hear this. Nathanael is reacting. He says, can anything good come out of Nazareth? He's starting a very tempting subject for Philip. Because Philip would have chosen to go the other way. And say, hey, Can you talk more about people that are coming from Nazareth? What, what is it about Nazareth? Ah, oh, you don't know. No, you know that Philip did not have time for that? Yes. This nonsensical question did not bother Philip. He said, my friend, come and see. Come and see. Come and see. If only you can come, the river that is flowing in the ministry will hit you for change of level. Are you sure? Yes, come. Philip did not say, yes, I I, I know that the, Nothing good can come out of nothing. We are just trying, you know. We were with John the Baptist, but now where can we go? (laughs) Uh We were with John the Baptist, I think the the, the man now is just, you know, shouting at tax collectors, so we, 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 we want to try this one. No. He said, come and say, we believe in this man. We believe in what God is doing in the church. Hallelujah. We believe in what God is doing in our midst. The last one. Number nine. What can I do as part of my ministry to the church? The last one. In the interest of time. Assist people to settle in the church. Assist people to settle in the house of God. And in the various departments and service groups of the church. Assist people to settle in the church. And in the various departments and service groups of the church. The Bible talks about those who are planted in the house of God. It says that they shall flourish in the courts of our God. But for people to be planted, all of us. Must assist in helping them settle. Psalm 92, verses 12 to 14. But I want us to read Acts chapter 9, please, verse 26 to 28. The story of Brother Saul, who later became poor and Barnabas. And when Saul had come to Jerusalem, he tried, hear this, he tried to join the disciples. He had just been born again through that encounter on his way to Damascus, isn't it? Now, he says, it says here, Dr. Luke says, Saul had come to Jerusalem. Saul had come to Jerusalem and he tried to join the ministry. He tried to join the church, but they were afraid of him and did not believe that he was a disciple. You know, sometimes people come to a new church and they just feel out of place. Because people in the church have already formed their own groups. So after service, they just greet one another. They are not interested in greeting somebody new. And these are people that may have come with the intention to settle. And the devil may Islam manipulate them into saying, there is no love here. There is no attention here. Newcomers are not welcome in this church. So all of us as children of God must be friendly and we must look friendly. Our actions must be friendly. Somebody shout Hallelujah. hallelujah. And today we are going to do something. Before we go, You look for someone you don't know. Ask their name and where they stay. I know somebody says, not me, pastor, I'm not comfortable. No, you have to be comfortable. You have to be comfortable. Force yourself to be comfortable. You know, some of us, we are introverts. We don't like talking to people. No, no, not in the church. In the church, you must talk to people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just like me, if you met me elsewhere, I don't talk. Oh, just quiet. You greet me, I'm, I'm ended. Okay, yes, how are you, how are you? You may say, hey, this man. <laughs> eh? But when I come to church, I talk. You can see that I talk. <laughs> so what, what happened? Verse 27, please. Acts 9, seven. But, Barnabas took him. Why don't you be, become the Barnabas of the church? Barnabas took him. Everyone else did not want to relate with this new member of the church. But Barnabas said, no, brother, I'm here for you. And the Bible says that he brought him to the apostles. And do you know that eventually, brother Saul became a mighty apostle of God. Why? Because Barnabas impressed him. Barnabas accommodated him. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. The third primary ministry of the believer, number three, is ministry to the world. Ministry to the world. And this speaks of what? The work of winning souls to Christ. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse number 30. Proverbs chapter 11. Verse number 30, he who wins sorrows is wise. In Luke chapter 14, verse number 23, the master taught the seventh. Yes, he said, go out, my God, into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Compel them. Ministry to the world is a ministry of compelling sinners, the lost people of the world. To come into the kingdom of God. To come into the kingdom of God. And that's the more reason why we received the power of the Holy Spirit. I gave us Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8. We were given the power of the Holy Spirit in order to be witnesses. To be witnesses to Christ. To Christ in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the end of the earth. What that means is wherever you are find occasion to talk to people about Jesus. Find a way of talking to people about Jesus. And this is everybody's work. Ministry to the Lord is everybody's work. Ministry to the church is everybody's work. The ministry of soul winning, the ministry of evangelism is everybody's work. Is it making sense here? All right, may we rise on our feet. Let's give the Lord a shout of praise. I said, let's give the Lord a shout, a shout of praise. A shout of praise. Somebody lift your two hands and appreciate the king of kings this morning. Lift your two hands and talk to him and appreciate him. Appreciate him. Let's do this quickly. Holy, are you Lord? Holy, are you Lord? Shakata ragadana basitarikendene bakaya. Yes,
1: you, God, worthy is your name. Worthy, worthy is your name. Is your name? Is your name. Is your name. Your my majesty. Oh, some God. Oh, oh some God. now You are God. My you your you miracles. My dear, We
0: I can't remember which service we prayed around the rise of executives the rise of what God called executives executives in the corporate world executives in business so these are heads You know, there are heads and then there are tails. Huh? So these are heads. Heads of industry. Captains of industry. Executives. The rise of executives. The rise of executives. Before I pray for the sick, I want to release that anointing. The anointing that will turn some of you into renowned executives, 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 it takes the anointing of God to rise. Yeah. The Bible says promotion or exaltation, whatever you want to call it, lifting does not come from the East or from the West, my friend. The Bible says it is the Lord who judges. And the moment you talk about the Lord, you are talking about the anointing. The anointing paved the way for David to become king in Israel. Is it making sense? Lift your two hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, I give you thanks, I give you praise, and I give you glory because of this special grace and special anointing For the rise. For the emergence. For the making. For the processing and production. Of executives. From this house. From among those that are under the sound of my voice. Online. And on ground. And soon. And very soon. Will begin to hear testimonies along these lines. In the name of Jesus, I release this anointing upon you. Back in the name of Jesus, I declare the rise of executives. 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 executives. In In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, executives in the marketplace, uh, executives in the corporate world, uh, executives in business, uh, executives in ministry. Take, 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 this take, this take this anointing. Take this anointing. Take this anointing. Take this anointing. Take in the name of Jesus. 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 Shakata ragadia mahande that door is open for you that door is open for you that door of your rising That door of your rising that door of your rising in the name of Jesus no system will stop you no system will stop you no law will stop you no police will stop you no legislation will stop you no procedure will stop you in the name of Jesus Makata Gadeem mahande. Zakathari Gadi. Masuta Rigadia Monday Those of you in business Get ready, this is going to be your busiest season Beginning today You are entering into the season Where you are going to be so busy So busy So busy with orders So busy with contracts So busy with projects Take your portion Take, 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 take Take your portion Take your portion Take Your portion, take your portion, take, take, take in the name of Jesus. Makata ragadia mahande zakata rigade. I'm now about to release favor. Favor. This is favor for connection with destiny helpers. Favor for connection with destiny helpers. Get ready for it, lift your hands. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. As I lift my hand. As I lift my hand. As I lift my hand. Like Moses did. Stretch his hand towards the Red Sea. And the sea parted. Lord. As I stretch my hand. Towards your children. On line on ground. I decree. Favor for connection. Favor for connection. Favor for connection. Favor for connection. With your destiny help us. With your destiny, help us. Pack! 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 In the name of Jesus. Shakata Ragadia Mahande. Shakata Rigadia Mahata. Shakata Ragada. There are a few of us. Our contracts are coming to an end. The Lord wants me to announce contract renewal, contract renewal, contract extension, contract extension, contract extension, contract renewal, contract extension. Back in the name of Jesus. Back in the name of Jesus. Back in, in the name of Jesus. My time is up, but if you're sick in your body, I want you, if it's anything to do with the uterus, anything to do with the internal organs of your body, just put your right hand on your tummy, put your right hand on your tummy. But if you have multiple issues, you're saying, pastor, I just need a bailout. I want to pray. What the Holy Ghost is calling bell-out prayers. Then you put your right hand on your forehead. Lord, I have, Pastor, I have multiple issues. It's not only healing. I also need help with my marriage. Help with my daughter. Help with my child. My God. My God. Help with my project. Then you put your right hand on your forehead. Because the Holy Ghost wants me to release bell-out grace. Bell-out anointing. I will begin dealing with that affliction, that sickness, your spirit of infirmity, whatever your name is, migraine headache, fibroids, tumors, high blood pressure, diabetes, cancer of any kind, skin rashes, any kind of discomfort, any kind of disease bodily, I curse in the name of Jesus. Lose your hold and go, you scorpions, you serpents, you powers of affliction. Get out, get out, get out, lose the hold and go, lose the hold and go, lose your hold and go, lose the hold and go, lose the hold and go, lose the hold, hold, hold and go. In the name of Jesus, let there be change, let there be healing, let there be healing. Sickness you are healed, sickness you are dissolved, affliction. You are dissolved infirmity you are terminated in the name of jesus father look at your children whose right hands are placed on their foreheads to signify multiple issues for which they need assistance you are the god of breakthrough you are bell Perazim, the master of breakthroughs the master of breakthroughs The master of breakthroughs, financial breakthroughs, marital breakthroughs, projects breakthroughs, workplace breakthroughs. Lord, I decree right now, whatever anybody needs online, on ground, I release it in the name of Jesus. Receive your testimonies. Receive your breakthroughs, your financial breakthroughs, your business breakthroughs, your relationship breakthroughs, your marital breakthroughs, your academic breakthroughs. Take what belongs to you. Take what belongs to you. Take your testimonies. Take your testimonies. Take your testimonies. Take your, Take your, testimonies. Take your testimonies. Take your testimonies. Take in the name of Jesus. Nothing shall hinder your testimony. Nothing shall delay your testimony. Take it. Take it take it take it take it take it in the name of Jesus thank you mighty father thank you for testimonies thank you for breakthroughs thank you lord for ten rounds ten rounds ten rounds i announce your weeping is over your stagnation is over your weeping is over your affliction is over in the mighty name of Jesus That mountain against you is leveled, that valley against you is lifted, that crooked place against you is straightened, that rough place against you is smoothened, in the mighty name of Jesus. Please shout amen five times. One, two, three, four,
1: and five. Give the Lord a shout. Give the Lord a shout. Give the Lord a shout.
0: Hallelujah. I wanted to know that new oil, that is new anointing, has come upon you. I said new anointing. I said new anointing. I said new anointing. I said new anointing in the name of Jesus. Mm. By this new anointing, whatever you have difficulties achieving, you will cheaply and easily achieve it. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. You believe that please can I hear loud a shout of amen here. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Now. If. If. If if you are here. And you are not born again. And you are saying pastor. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and personal savior. or You are saying I've been struggling spiritually. I need help. I need a bell out. Please lift your right hand. Lift your hands lift your hands you say heavenly father say heavenly father please church you can assist them heavenly father in the name of Jesus I acknowledge that I am a sinner please forgive me and have mercy upon my life I now receive Jesus as my lord and personal savior and I shall walk with him all the days of my life i receive spiritual restoration every struggle in my life is destroyed in jesus name amen Amen. lift your two hands. now may the lord bless you may he give you peace success and prosperity open doors on every side increase and multiplication divine favor, divine favor. This week is your week of divine favor. This week you are receiving good news. You are going to enjoy safety in all your travels. You are going to enjoy safety in all your movements. You are going to enjoy safety in your places of business and work in the name of jesus christ i said in the name of jesus everything good you are enjoying presently it shall continue it shall never be interrupted it shall never be taken away from you in the name of jesus please i'm talking to you can i hear your loudest shout of amen You believe that? Please put your hands together for the King of Kings. Now, Psalm 23 and verse number six, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. God bless you.